0: Four three two one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Everything You Need to Know About Music, where I, Jason, am sitting here tonight with my friend Kevin. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, Jason. And Kevin is going to school me tonight on something I don't know what he's going to do. What are we going to do tonight, Kev?
1: First of all, I want to say thank you for having me. Happy Um, that you're here. It's an honor. And, uh, thank you, so much. you know, one thing, I am a, a long time podcast listener. <laughs> okay. I'm a first time guest tonight. <laughs> first we'll time now, guest, okay. Um, right. And, uh, you know, it's funny. So, just to give you a little background, okay. Um, you called me on a Friday. Okay. And yeah. I probably haven't talked to you, it's been a couple years now, like right? Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, you're my thoughts frequently, though, especially when it comes to certain songs. We talked about that on the last we podcast. Did. We did.
0: You're a big influence musically. But go ahead.
1: Well, again, thank you again for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I saw your name come across. I was at a charity golf tournament in Wisconsin. At the time. Oh, wow. Have you ever been to Wisconsin? No, I okay. have not. Um, do you know that they're, they're uh, penchant for drinking? I do know that. I have heard that they really are quite good at it. So the big reason I didn't take your call is because <laughs> I get to this, roll up to this go- charity golf tournament, 9.30 a.m. Okay. First thing when I sign up, they said, oh, here's your ticket. Go get your Bloody Mary. Go over to the Bloody Mary bar. And they say, oh, and with that, you got to get your beer chaser. Oh. And then every third hole, there was a shot. <laughs> Right? And so you had, you had to play like wow. a little game, like try to chip it into the clown's mouth or something along those right, lines. Right, right, right. If you lost, you took a shot. If you won, you still took a shot and you got maybe a sleeve of balls or something. Oh, along come that on. Way. So you called me, it was probably like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So I was already on, you know, hole 15, <laughs> shot five 11. shots in. Yeah. yeah, jello shots, fireball, oh, like all this gosh. stuff I'd never do. So right, I'm like, right. oh, I can't answer this. <laughs> um, so later, you know, I, the next day, right. uh, I listened to your message and you said you had a strange music question to ask mm-hmm. me. And I'm thinking strange music question. What what could he possibly want, right? Because <laughs> like, you know that I love music, right? Yeah. yeah. I think you also know, I'm not a great musician, so I thought maybe you were putting together like a Ringo all-star band <laughs> with all of our high school buddies. And yeah. You know what? I, that Kev, would be great. Kev, that's a great idea, actually. I, I need a tambourine <laughs> player, you know? Can you shake it for me? Come on. Can, you know? So I'm thinking, is that the strange thing? <laughs> that's awesome. But then we talked, uh, you know, a few days later, called you back, and you told me about this podcast, so mm-hmm. um, very excited to do it. Love, you know, yeah, big appreciator music and yeah. uh, listened to a bunch of them and so oh, that's, uh, I, that's again,
0: so funny. What a funny story.
1: Happy to be here, uh, indeed. So and, and you know it was difficult for me because you and I skate in the same pond for the most part as we I like to so too, right? Um, I love classic soul. I love Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Um, you know, I also love you know classic rock. Yeah. Big Beatles fan. I know you're a big Beatles huge. Fan. Best band ever. Um, you know, and you know, even like like the blues, yeah, with the almonds. You know, listen yeah. to that one yep. you did. Okay. Um, you know, Robert Johnson. Yeah, love Robert Johnson stuff. So I'm like, where are we, we going, I, Kev? What where can I possibly we do? Going? Well, right. let me. You tipped me off, though. Uh, not not, not tipped, tipped me off, right? You know, and you kind of you kind of led me to where who I'm choosing. Do so oh. you remember who you who you suggested when we were on the phone?
0: I had only said to you maybe Steely Dan right. because I know you know so much of them, right? And I have such – not a version, but I just I, – I never got the bug. Right. And so I had I suggest that. But I, I did say to you, or who, whoever you think you, you want to do for me
1: that you think I should know about. Well, Steely Dan, I thought about it, but then I listened to your Can't Buy a Thrill. Yeah. Um, That's the only the thing I, just, I know. God, it was so good. And I'm like
0: – Only because I know that album because I know that song.
1: Yeah, it, but you did such a good job talking about all the great things that Steely Dan did. Uh, Do, and we talked about that in the last podcast, too, so I know your your listeners will hear that, but whoever, does that give you a hint? Whoever. No. Because you did say the band The Who. Oh, no way.
0: Yes. Yes, that's the other band that you got onto that I never attached
1: myself to. Yes. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. So we are, um, oh, but yes. I, I. but But that's, that's a massive undertaking. Exactly, and see, but the thing is, I think you, I think you probably know more about them than you lead on. No, I don't think I do. You don't? Not at all. I don't think so. All right. Well, see, I was intimidated by it because, um, and but the other thing is, massive undertaking, right? Massive. You guys to distill things down to three songs. I'm so impressed. I don't think I could do that with the Who.
0: Well, wait. We've never held to that rule though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's really rare that we ever go. Yep. There's your three songs. See you next time. Wow. So, so it's tough. We get that, but. We also have thought in doing so many of these that if you can do a band in just three songs, a justice, mm-hmm. it probably doesn't deserve to be done. It, it's it's True. hard for a reason, True. right? And so, the other thing that we do the three songs for is say, what are your three songs? Why are okay. you choosing those songs? What, why do they mean so much to you? I don't want to hear the hits. I hear those, you know, on the radio, or right. I hear those on you know the satellite or, or whatever. But why do they? Why are they special to you? That's the only reason we really do it. Well, here, here's the good news:
1: you're not going to hear the hits tonight. Okay. So. okay. I'm, I'm going <laughs> deep cuts. So I'm sure Hugh, yes. you know, guys. I know four Who like, songs.
0: Two of them because I had to learn them for a, for a band. The other two are just because they're classic songs. I, I don't know if I can name more than four.
1: Do you watch CSI? No, I don't either. But I know like don't Who songs start all of those different suits? Oh, CSI? do, they? Yes. do we, See, you wouldn't even know At that. Quam. I couldn't tell you which. I mean, I know which songs. I couldn't tell you for which CSI. But anyway, similar to the, the way you did an angle on Zeppelin. Yeah. With, with, with like John the bottom. Yep. 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 Um, or the blues composition that you did. With, so the almonds, you, you focus in on the blues side. Of yes. It. Um, I, I want to focus in on one aspect of the. Oh, very cool. Okay. It's a very big aspect and something they're really known for. Got any idea what, what's The Who known for? Other than you know, a big, <sighs> brash rock band. Townsend smashing his guitar
0: crazily right. at the end of every show?
1: That's a big part of it, too.
0: Um, the bass
1: of End Whistle. Ooh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, okay. too. Uh, but but, but what, n- what, what sort of composition did The Who do that they're largely credited being the first ever to do it? Pinball Wizard? So and what, what album is Pinball Wizard from? I don't even know that. So, Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Right. Oh, so like a rock opera? Rock opera. Oh, So we're going to talk about the rock opera. I
0: know nothing. I know zero.
1: Okay. Okay? That's awesome. So, a little bit about The Who. Um, I started listening to them really in college. I didn't listen to them prior. So that's why you never heard anything in in Mike's car on The Who. Right, right, right. Because I hadn't picked them up yet. Uh, as I mentioned in the last podcast. Where did it come from? I, so from college. No, but how? Why? Do, they, they, because I was hanging around a bunch of c- classic rock guys. And, um, and yeah. they were like, so you We gotta listen to this. Yeah, we were pretty much, you know, eschewing the whole because uh, grunge was big when I was in college, right? Sure. Um I never really caught on much to that. Um uh, but but classic rock was, was, was part of the lexicon for us and then the Who is something I kinda of fell into. Um, you know, start out off Greatest Hits, right? How everybody does. Yeah, right. Yeah. then I realized, you know, I think greatest hits albums are like for housewives and little girls, I, yeah, right? You know? Yeah. I agree. Um, so you know, I it almost
0: of, does the band at a band at a certain
1: level of disjustice. But it, it, it dips your toe in the water. It lo- allows yes. you to kind of you know sure. figure out where they're going, and yep. then you get into more of the albums. Yep. Um, so that was really my first you know foray into the Who. I was in college, starting up with that. So, um, but then you know I got into their actual albums, and I went to one of their rock opera concerts in 1997. I'll get into oh, that as no we get way. to that. One. Okay, but um, so just quick rundown on the Who, quick history. So the Who formed in 1964. Um and 64. There, yep, and there's four members. Okay. You, you know, in cl- a classic band Gotta format, have right? Yeah. You've got your uh, your drummer, you got your bassist, you got your lead guitar, you got your guy on voice. Right? Front man. Yep. So cl- you know, kind of a classic setup. Um, but I didn't know 64. 64. I so, would have so, guessed later. So what is said 67, 68. British inv- invasion, right? Yep. They're right at the same time as the, as the Kinks. Um, you know, the Beatles, obviously had already started, but yep. kind of in that same, in that same wave and time. Um, so the first guy, Keith Moon, is the drummer, yep. who I'm sure you heard of. Um, of course. Quite a wild child, right? He was the guy that used to go on tour, and in the hotel room, he's blowing up toilets with cherry bombs, <laughs> smashing TVs, Nut you know. Taste.
0: Absolute crazy man.
1: Causing all sorts of, uh, of havoc, um, and kind of just like John Bonham, who we mentioned earlier, yeah. heavy, heavy drinker, um, and he died at 32 from a drug overdose. Do you know what the drug was? No. It was called hem- Hemberin. I don't know if I'm what's pronouncing that what's right. What's that? It's a drug that was supposed to help him withdraw from alcohol.
0: Oh, get out of here. Wow.
1: Overdosed on. it. Had, had a fight with his gal, took the whole bottle, boom. Oh, so, my God. So he passed away in, in, in the late 70s. Um, but a critically acclaimed drummer, right? What happened, if I may fast forward for just a second, what happened sure. after
0: he died? Did the band continue for band, a little bit The afterwards? band
1: continued a little bit further. And then Who's Last, which was their concert album, uh, they, they had their final tour, right? in, or their farewell tour in like 1983, 1984, I think. Oh, okay. Um, and then, of course, they've been touring, you know. They, they picked it back up in the 90s But essentially, and the
0: core says. four went from 64 to late 70s, 70s?
1: To, to the late 70s, eight, yeah. 70s? Yeah, okay. 78, was, 78. Okay. was when he passed away. Got it. Um, but again, critically acclaimed drummer. Uh, he's in the Modern Drummer Hall of Fame. For sure. Um, yeah. And he, in the Rolling Stone uh, pool, he was picked as the second all-time drummer. Yeah. For, like for rock. A, over know? over Bonham?
0: Uh, I mean, I, mean, I mean, Bonham first. Bonham was first. He, Okay, got right. it, right.
1: So... Um, so that, that, that's Moon John At- At- Entwistle Who you mentioned earlier he, yeah. He's the bassist yeah. and he, So here's the thing About The Who Before I started Listening to The Who I always viewed The bassist As like the left field, the, uh, the right fielder yeah. You know in baseball who Like there like, But not necessarily Yeah you know Because like, like When we're kids right yeah. Everybody hits right handed and So you're always Pulling it to left field <laughs> yeah, So sure? you, you put the worst Kid in right sure. field How do yeah. I know that That was me <laughs> I was not a great right, Baseball right, player right, So I right, played right. a lot Of right field um, and that's what I thought a bassist was, right? You're just there. You're keeping, you know, time with with, with the bass. Um, you know. Did you
0: happen to listen to the episode we did on Flea? I did not. Okay, do me a favor if you can. Take take a listen to that one because for two reasons. One, he's listed second over John Entwistle. I mean, sorry. Again, John Entwistle is first. First on the on that same role. On that, role that same relationship, mm-hmm. Flea is second. Yeah. But what we did on that episode was we literally took out bass from the song.
1: So just just and
0: just played the bass lines and then or played the song without the bass. If it's not there, it is a totally different song. Especially someone as good as N Whistle or Flea. That it's like you don't know that it's there, but again, if it isn't Something's clearly a, a missing. Something's wrong. The backbeat, the b- the bones of the song aren't there. Right. It's it's vital. Or when you're that good, right? Yeah. You can tell it, right? Yes. And, and
1: so we'll we'll do a song oh, later cool. that'll kind of show how, how good his chops are. Okay. okay. Um, next one, the guy on Vox, Roger Daltrey. Yep. So Roger was the original, like uh, not just the frontman. He was the original lead guitarist as well. So
0: oh, I didn't know that. He
1: was kind of the whole uh, you know shoot and match in terms of in terms of the band. Um, but what happened was, once they bring the fourth member in, who I'll, I'll mention last, um, you know, I think they realized, hey, we got a guy that is really good <laughs> in guitar. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they kind of pushed Daltrey aside a little bit. And Daltrey had the big ego of the band. Oh, so really? Okay. Bruised him a little bit. But then I think he realized with the um, the artistry of this fourth guy, who we'll get into here in a second. Right. Um, that it was the right move. And so and, and it helped them form. And this was early
0: on in, in the, the whole the, forming the, of the band? That yeah. I mean? And okay. this is
1: before they were even, you know, fully called the Who. Got it. Um. But, you know, his his voice is iconic, right? Yeah. Um, you'll, you've heard his scream on Won't Get Fooled Again, right? I mm-hmm. mean, um, so, you know, it, and he co-wrote a couple of the tunes, but for the most part, the fourth guy is the guy that really kind of drove the whole band and made them become as big as they are. His name's Pete Townsend. Sure. Um, which... You said it earlier. The yeah. guy that smashes the guitar. Yeah. Um, he's the brainchild, right? And it's kind of, you know, a little bit like like, like I didn't know Zeppelin. he was
0: that much of a brainchild. I didn't know it was his kind of...
1: So he wrote almost all the songs. Oh, I did not um, know that. And Russell wrote a few. Like, some of the more darker stuff, like Boris the Spider. Um, I, you know, I it, don't know. His stuff was a little, you know... Dark. A little dark, a little more weird. Um, but but Townsend wrote almost all... Well, he wrote all the hits, for the most part.
0: Wow. And then And
1: then, you know, for the rock operas, he is the guy.
0: Wow. That came up with
1: it. Huh. Um, you know, and that's you know, kind of a little bit like like um, a Jimmy Page. You yeah. know. he did a lot of the writing, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, even like like you two, the Edge wrote all the all, yeah, all the music. And right. I know Bono did the voice. Yeah, or did the, did the lyrics. Um, but Townsend was pretty much from soup to nuts. Interesting. Doing doing the whole deal. So didn't know that. And and see, for me, and we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast. I love composition, right? And I love somebody like that's able to compose music because I, I couldn't. That part of my brain is yeah. absolutely. Do- doesn't uh, doesn't register. It's an odd um, space because
0: you, you can be a writer. You can write, let's say, poetry and, and spoken word and those kinds of things, and write write ideas, write stories. Mm-hmm. But to be able to form them in a proper way, where the phrases are prose that fits to music, yep. to me, is really a specific category of yep. doing something.
1: Townsend had that in spades, man. Come on. He, he, he really did. Did not know that. Um, and, you know, you know, part of when you think about it, you know, he was born into a very musical family, so his dad was a professional alto saxophonist. Oh, come on. Yep. And his mom was a singer in two different orchestras. Oh, wow. Um, all
0: these, are all these guys British?
1: All British. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, both his parents, heavy drinkers. They're, they're, there's a theme you'll hear a little bit. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, and already have tonight. Yeah. Um, and they split up when Pete was still a toddler. Oh. Um, However, they were kindled, you know, a few a few years later. But the die was kind of already cast, and so you see a lot of that pain, and, and 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 you'll see that in some of the rock operas, some of the themes that he uh, explores. Um, you know, I think he had a very complicated childhood. Sounds good. And, and you know, made made for some of the stuff that he, uh, you know, that he ended up writing. When, um, he, when was he born? How old was he when he was? So Townsend was born, I think, in '46. I'm sorry, I don't have that right. Okay. All right. Um, so he's in his late teens when he's then he started. They actually start, yeah, or, or maybe forty-five. Yeah, so he, yeah, again, they were all very young. Yeah, 18, 19, um, yeah, 20 years yep, old when this whole thing. Nineteen twenty, just great. got it, just kids forming a band, and 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 <sighs> you know, not The whole British invasion. So, yeah. um, and here's the other thing about Townsend. You know, his dad taught him a couple chords, but he's really mostly self-taught. Wow. That's another thing. That are you self-taught?
0: No, um, I mean, I think I took some guitar lessons. I got kicked out of guitar lessons twice. Okay, because I didn't want to play what they wanted to play. And then so my dad taught me the chords. Okay. And then he goes, all right, look, here's here's a book. And he brought me a Beatles book. Okay. And I literally went cover to cover on it. And so I taught myself in that way. But if it wasn't for the foundational things that my dad taught me, I probably wouldn't have known anything. Because I think you need to know a couple of chords to get started. Right. And then actually get, oh, wait a minute. I'm making music here. Let me see if I can go further. Yep. So you need to have some sort of starting point. And my dad gave me that. But... Everyone is self-taught in some respect because they they practice, right? Sure. But... If he, his fizz dad only taught him a couple things and he didn't, and then he that's just kind inc- of, fl- yeah. <laughs> you know, versus because he's one of the greatest guitarists ever, right? So it's
1: not, you know, that's crazy, you know. Versus me, who you know, I took clarinet fourth grade, <laughs> fifth grade, right? <laughs> right. Did the alto did, did the tenor sax in, in middle school. I played. I had a guitar teacher in college. I mean, after college, right? Started in college and then and then after college as well. So, um, didn't
0: you tell me at one point when you were later in life you did go and take guitar lessons, but mainly it was just to go to drink beer with some guy? What? Y- y- Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So not only was, did he teach me
1: guitar, but I'd bring a six-pack You know, every time. You know, yeah. It was like, it was like Monday right. nights before kids, right? Right, so, right, right, right. Yep.
0: Yeah, that, awesome. right.
1: that was fun. I love so, it. Um, But wait. Okay, can we just
0: pause for a second there? Yep. Did you find it where the muscle memory, like when you were taking guitar lessons, did you feel like you had the ability at some point? Like, you know how you know, like if you're out playing soccer, you're playing basketball, and you think to yourself... If I actually shoot enough free throws, I can get good at this. Right. Did you think to yourself, you know what? If I put in enough time, I think I, have, I can be good at this.
1: You know, I play golf every Saturday and Sunday. Right. Um, and I still can't break 80 and usually sometimes don't break 100. So,
0: no. Right.
1: I, okay. <laughs> because um, cause I think you have to have one,
0: not you personally, one right. has to have a certain amount of raw ability. Right. To then at least be able it, to it, practice to totally. get to the point where that comes out.
1: Yeah. And you either
0: have it or you don't, right. I think. Yes. In, in, at least what so many of doing these podcasts has showed me is that there has to be some innate ability in the in, in the musician where then you just need to have a perfect environment for it to flourish. Yep. And I know for me, there are certain things like you had mentioned saxophone. There are certain instruments. I don't care how much I ever practiced. I know that I could never be good at them. Well,
1: guitar for me, um, you know, I'm actually... I'm bet, I'm a better finger picker than, oh, I, okay. than I am like, yeah. with chords. Yep. Um, I think because my brain has, like, like one pathway, right? If, yeah. if I got to tell, you know... I can move, like, like, one finger to go to the spot, but have, you know, three different go at the same time. So chords have always been a little more difficult. Um, but, yeah, again... Isn't that weird? It is Whereas
0: weird. some people look at the neck
1: and they just and see they it, and just, know it and they know it. And they can just do it, man. And they just do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It, it, it blows my mind. It has shown me, uh, as I get to know even more musicians that it's, their brains work in a different way, and you just, they see it, they see life differently. It also means that they're also gifted in that, yep. but also not gifted in other things. There's a balance, like a scale, so as as good as they are in one thing, they definitely are, they lack in another, Yep, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is why so many of these guys have difficult paths or difficult times in doing other things, but are so... Amazingly genius in others. Right. Yep. It, well, yeah, it's what makes the world
1: go that's around, exactly right? Exactly right. If we're that's all exactly the same, right. yeah. none of us would be here, I guess. That's right. That's exactly right. Um. So again, so so the Who they formed 1964, and again they were very much a British invasion garage band, right? They had that that, that kind of you know not not grungy. We talked about that, but right. it, more just that uh, you know it wasn't crisp, it wasn't clean, it wasn't steely damn meticulous, right? Right. 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 It, it it was three chords in the truth. Yeah. Man. Passion. So a big power. Big time passion. Yeah. Um. And and. You'll hear... I, are you a big Kinks fan? Do you know much about the I Kinks? I do like the Kinks. So yeah, a lot. And yep. the Kinks in the early yeah. stuff, same thing. So the, 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 um, the Who sounded very much like that. Sure. Their first song, I can't explain. kind of quick, short chords, right? This was, this was the yeah. British Invasion Sound. You'll hear Definitely from the Kinks. You'll hear from the early Stones.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so that kind of, you know, gives you the, the flavor of how they started out, right? Six, is that, or is that, that 64, okay, yeah, so That was 64. Okay, Yeah, so that was their first hit. Um, okay. That wasn't on, a, on an album yet. Just, oh, just, just a single? Just a single. Got just it. Just a single. So that's kind of where they started. And after that, um, you know, for a few years, they, they kind of stuck with that format, uh, you know, for, for a few years. They had big hits called uh, Substitute. You ever hear that one? <sighs> no. Pictures of Lily. Nope. But I'm sure you probably know my generation. Of course, right? Yeah, okay. definitely. So that was, and that, that gets you, you know, uh, that's one of the four. I know. <laughs> Is that one of the four? <laughs> definitely. And, and 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 so I'm going to use the word anthemic a lot tonight because that's what these guys these guys create rock anthems. Okay. Right? My generation was probably their first one. Okay. So, um, but so after all these singles, right, and cobbling together singles to produce records uh, to get them out, you know, Pete, kind of like you talked about with Sam Cooke, right, or Stevie Wonder, or Marvin Gaye. He wanted to go beyond just writing snappy, quick songs, you know, made for the radio, um, and wanted to show, you know, his full artistic. Uh, gotcha. He wanted yeah. to do a full, full kind of suite, um, and he was encouraged by a guy named Kit Lambert, okay. who was his producer, one of the producers, um, to go f- go for a longer, fuller bunch of songs, um, you know, tell a complete story, um, and it led Pete uh, for the first entry on this list. And the first, it's not a rock opera, okay, but sometimes referred to as an operetta. Okay. So, it's a single song on an album called A Quick One While He's Away. Um, I don't know it. And the name of the song, title track, is A Quick One While He's Away. So, um, Pete often refers to this as the proto opera, right? Okay. K- coming before what would eventually become Tommy, and then uh, another one we'll talk about called Quadrophenia. Um, and I'm probably going to uh, really disappoint all the Hugh. The, all the Who purists here <laughs> They listen to the podcast, because I'm selecting the live version of this song rather than the one oh, on, on the album. Oh, and why? why are you doing the that? reason why, um, first of all, it's from an album called Live at Leeds, which I definitely recommend you listen to it. Okay, all right. I'll put it um, in my notes. And, all right. you know, at the height probably of their, you know... Uh, live at li- Leeds. Live at Leeds. Okay, okay. So uh, probably at the height of their powers in terms of just, just the sound. This was after they had already made Tommy. Um, and it's also, it's on the Rushmore. Do you remember the movie Rushmore? It was a, Yeah, of course. Um, what Wes Anderson film? Yeah. It was on that uh, soundtrack, and it was actually played a little bit in the um, uh, in the movie itself. And that's the first time I heard the song ever. Oh, no way. Yeah. And so this is, before, I had never listened to the rock operas before hearing this song. So it was on the Rushmore soundtrack. This was
0: your entry this, into
1: all of this? This was my entry into no the rock way. operas of The host. So I right. never listened to Tommy, even though I listened to all the big hits. Right, off of it. Right, and Right, and, and, and an album called Who's Next, which is probably their best album. Um, but how I first heard it, and then, um, so the beginning of this, so I'm going to start you know, with the beginning of the song. We're going to kind of go through it. Okay. It's, it's, it's a suite is what it is. So it's an eight-minute yeah. song, um, and you'll notice there, there's six different compositions that are within uh, oh, okay, so get six different here. sounds. They're changing time signatures. They're changing keys. Uh, oh, I keys love this already. So, all right, let me go ahead and pull that up. herman has been gone. For a night on a year So the first move is acapella he was Okay home yesterday, And this is the live version It's the live here. version of live elites. Her man's been gone For a night on a year He was too home yesterday But he ain't here Wow To so the second move Now you get kind of the yep. British Invasion yep. sound, right? I'll let this play for a few more seconds So you got, you know, in that uh, Pete's guitar, right? Yeah. crisp, clean.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: rocking out. You have, have Daltrey belting it out, so.
0: You would know it's British right from the, just hearing it without even knowing anything about who it was. Yep. Absolutely.
1: So let's talk about the story behind this, okay? okay. Um So it's the story of a girl who later they decided to call a girl guide, which is like a Girl Scout, I believe. Okay. Uh, a little strange, but she, she's over 18, I'm pretty sure. Okay. But anyways, <laughs> um, and, and so... Uh, so her, she she has a love, you know. It's what, been gone for nigh on a year, right? Okay. He was due home yesterday, but he ain't here. Got it. So he was supposed to be back, wasn't? So she's she's sad. Um, and then uh, the next thing you'll hear, the next movement, so the third movement is um, yeah. After, after we talk about her crime because he's he's not there, right? It's a remedy. So let's play okay. that section. All right. Yeah, totally, danger, totally, yeah right? totally different.
0: Things, fire,
1: switch, to you. So so you got The Remedy, right? Yep. And then The Remedy gets announced as a guy named Ivor the Engine Driver. <laughs> okay. okay. So we're going to go ahead and play that real quick. This is now the fourth movement. We have... Girl guide.
0: Woo-hoo. Why don't you stop your crying? Here comes Iva, the engine driver, to make you feel much better.
1: <laughs> wow. So now, now you got kind of a cut time, right? Totally different. My name is Iva. It's it's different yet again. So, wow. All right, so you you have Ivor there, right? So the girl waits a whole 24 hours to basically (laughs) cuckold her tardy lover with the randy, dirty Ivor, the engine driver, right? right? Um, And so, again, you heard that cut change. And then we get into the next spot where. The deed, so to say, has been done. Okay. And somebody's on his way home. Kind of a country gal, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. It looks like he's been herding cattle like yeah. the American West or something. Yeah. Right? Coming back to Britain. This would be the fifth part? This is the fifth moment. Our fifth this movement, yes. Will be home. We'll
0: soon. We'll soon. Wow. That's, that's pure American country, right? There's that harmony again, wow. So,
1: who sang the harmony part? Townsend? So it would have been Townsend along wow. with Country, yeah. So Ta- Townsend does a lot of the backing vocals in, huh. in many of the songs and some of the lead stuff, right? Um, all right, so, so the original lover, he's yeah. back in the arms of his now adulterous uh, female From Iven, guide, right? Yep. Um, after Ivor, and, and so he's expressing his delight to see her again, right? Um, and so now we're going to listen to that piece. This is... we got another movement, day, another change. Day, 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 day. There's Townsend just yeah. wailing on like, the windmill, right? Yeah, of course. He's windmilling the big time.
0: The power of moon though is really—I mean, right—that's half the song.
1: So again, he's happy to see her. Wow. And and again, then what happens after that? So again, she she lets him know about her illicit relations with with Ivor. Here's the crazy thing though. As, as we get to the next part, he immediately forgives her. I missed you, and I must admit, I this part, this is, this you is her telling, telling her And what she's once did sit on high for the engine driver's lap, and they tow with. <laughs> that quick you right? oh, I love you it you
0: you you Holy smoke So
1: that that that's like a six and a half minutes I was just
0: going to ask you So how long is the song
1: in its standard form? So it's eight uh, In its standard form So with this one it's a little over eight minutes it's. I think it's nine minutes on the actual album itself. Because I think there's another piece in there that that, that they add in. Um, but so for two minutes, he sings about how how she's forgiven. Um, I'm guessing like he must have made out with like half the ladies in Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. like like Annie Oakley, yeah. <laughs> Calamity Jane. <laughs> Buffalo Billy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Buffalo Bill's alter ego. Yeah. Um and uh, so wherever he was. So he's off the hook having to tell her, Hey, I yeah, did the yeah, same yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah, hey, yeah. I forgave I you. I forgive you. Um, <laughs> but so that that's the operetta. That, that that's that's the start of, of great. The Who getting into this idea of telling a story through song. And that's done though in one song. Correct. That's all in one song. Did they
0: do that usually in their in other songs, or was it an album? Like was that the infancy of what then be later became? Correct. Okay, so doing the, it as a whole
1: project in an album. Th- th- this was the whole start of, okay, hey, we did it with a song. And Pete I love saying, hey, it. Hey, okay, now I want to do a whole, a whole album about it.
0: I didn't realize they were this big into this particular style.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's, so interesting. It, 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 it's that same drive for, for Pete to do something beyond just making the hits. Got it. Um, and so that, that's kind of how it all started. Now, one thing I didn't talk about, a rock opera. Do you know what, what sets it apart from a musical? Yeah. What The big thing is it, it's one hundred percent music. There's no stops for oh, dialogue. Got it. There's no
0: um, right, there's no talking. There's, correct. No, okay. there's no
1: talking. It is it is all told through musical song. Got it. You know, and and, and, and lyrics and vocals That makes sense. And, that makes sense. And, makes and, sense. and the music itself. So um so after a quick one, you know, came out and, and garnered some sort of praise. This was in nineteen sixty six, by the way. That, that was sixty six when it originally came yep. out. Yep. Wow.
0: That now, had to be so different for everything that was out in sixty six. Totally, right? Um, and you couldn't And that's the other thing You couldn't play it on the radio It's not a no. hit
1: Right like, eight, eight minutes long No it never happened Yeah no, Nobody's
0: given it. It had to be three for... minutes in Three minutes out That was it like, Correct y- that, So you had to be A really big fan To find that kind of stuff then Right So was it stuff That they would write hits In order for them to like You find that kind of stuff Or did they maybe Promote it in other ways I, I, Or is it just
1: for those that know I, I think it, I think it was for the For the hardcore for the fans hardcore That fans. were buying the whole album And so were just cool. buying the 45s Right um, so after, you know, he does that This is actually about, about two years later um, You know, Kit Lambert, again the producer Wanted Pete to compose And and, and do a complete album to, to really push his creative heights wow. And so, um, you know, after a quick one They actually did a concept album called The Who Sells Out um, oh. Which is inter- another one we, we may need to get into someday um, And it, it it's not as cohesive As the actual rock opera right. But again, he, he explored the same sort of themes Throughout the whole album um, but that led him to do the full rock opera, which is called Tommy. Okay, so that's where we're going next. Okay, okay. Um, so, kind of like the Beatles and 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 the Maharishi, um, Townsend became taken with Indian spirituality. Okay, so it was the teachings of a guy named Mera Baba, and I might be um, uh, butchering that, that that name, but um, and he would out he would. You ever heard heard the song Baba O'Reilly? Yeah, of course. You know Teenage Wasteland is yeah, song in it. Yeah. He named it that's after That's the second of the four. So, Baba is yeah. for that and then Terry Terry O'Reilly or Terry Riley, who is a um, a guy that did ambient music. That's that, that's, how, that's he, how they got Baba O'Reilly, That's no. how they got the name. So from that because yes. they were both big influencers. I take that away with
0: me. I love it.
1: So, um, now he didn't actually go to India to learn in person like 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 the Beatles did, but you know the themes of compassion, of love and introspection was really what helped full, uh, fuel this idea of Tommy, who is a deaf, dumb, blind kid, sure plays me in pinball, <laughs> that's right, sure um, who pinball. Would, he, he would emerge from the depths of despair and to ascend to the highest heights. That, that, that's basically what, 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 what goes for Tommy. So it was released in mid-1969, in mid um, and the world thought they had received the first rock opera. However, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> in late 1968, which is post post-quick one, but pre-Tommy, a British band named The Pretty Things. You ever heard of them? No. The Pretty well, Things. Well, you like the 1001 albums that you must yeah. hear before you die, yep. right? Yep. This album and called... Robert DeMiri book. Yep. Called SF Sorrow by okay. The Pretty Things is on that list. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, and it, supposedly it's the first actual rock opera. Um, but you know the, the definition of a rock opera right? was that it has to be all... Um, Music all, music all the way through. This one had had a whole lyrical kind of book that went along with with it that actually told the story. So you know, they, so
0: maybe it doesn't count necessarily. They were a
1: little bit. And the other thing was they, they think that there was a lot of um, inspiration taken from a quick one um, that that kind of led these guys to do okay. it. Okay. The other thing is when it was re- released, um, Pete had already begun writing Tommy. Um, <laughs> you sound very defensive that you wanted well, hey, to be number I one.
0: <laughs> Tommy to be Pete first. Came up <laughs> yeah. With all right. But all right, um, all right. But, hey,
1: but but this SF sorrow. Um, you know, it's it's all about the story of the birth, the life, and the death of Sebastian F. Sorrow. So it goes through his whole, you know, kind of the whole deal. So let me just play one quick cut so you can hear. Okay. Okay. it has the same sort of you know British invasion, maybe a little Beatles to it. So. Okay. Oh wow. Love, love,
0: love, 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 love. little Beatles sounding. A little bit, for sure. Love, 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 love. a little weird. Yeah.
1: But hold
0: on. Well, that
1: sounds like Lennon. Right. <laughs> right. Almost Sgt. Pepper. Oh, oh, totally. It right. And it was right around it's that It's psychedelics. Yeah.
0: 1968. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. So, it's so Beatles-ish. Again, so technically, it's the first rock opera, but i
0: You can't see him rolling his eyes, but he's rolling
1: his eyes right now. Okay. okay.
0: It's nice for you to acknowledge it and play it and, it and at least say that
1: it was there. Yeah. Okay, good. I want to be genuine to, to your <laughs> listeners, who you know. Um, okay. But, uh, so, you know, what makes Tommy so cool and, and, and related to actual operas is that it starts off from the very beginning with a song called Overture. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, and an overture in an opera is kind of giving you the themes that yeah. you're gonna hear, what you're gonna hear throughout throughout yes. the whole thing. Yep. So correct. Let's play just a little bit of the overture. It's like a
0: it's like a, a moose bouche of what's to come. There you go. Thank you. Okay. This is how the album starts.
1: It's right right up right about the bat here. Okay. To so this kind of first theme, this is the the see me, feel me, touch me, heal me that, that you hear, right? Okay. Then we move forward a little bit, and then this one is more the the we're not going to take it theme. Got it? But again, okay. Okay. And then I'm gonna move forward. About about yeah. a minute and a half in. So you, you know this one. I right? know that. For What's sure? this Pinball wizard. Pinball yep. wizard's the thing. Wow. And then let's go a little further. And now you're to so now you're out of the themes. Now you're starting to get into the meat of it. Silly overture. But you're gonna get introduced to a guy named Captain Walker.
0: Know him. Believe him, miss him with a number of men, don't expect
1: to see him again. Okay, so Captain Walker, um, who he was thought to have perished in World War I. Okay. okay by Tommy's mother. However, and so he had gone off, you know, fairly soon. Um, and so she's carrying Tommy. All right. and with that,
0: would this be this like on a CD? Would be like track two, it's track, it's three? two. It's it's track three, just be two. two? Okay, so we heard before. Yep. got it.
1: Absolutely. Right? Right? And it's a big deal. So, again, it's when when Tommy is born. Um, Here's what happens, though. Okay. Captain Walker comes back. Didn't really die. No way. And she's already figured she had to move on, right? Right. Kind of like the girl guide in the operetta. Right, right. So now she's got a problem. Are you sensing any themes here from from Townsend? Again, we we talked about his parents splitting up. and... Um, and the other thing is, I don't think there's a rock opera that talks about, like, the joys of prom night or anything like that. I mean, <laughs> right, 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 yeah, yeah, You got to get deep on these That's things. That's true. So it be tension. dark, yeah. moody. Um, mm-hmm. So Tommy's actually a normal boy at birth. Oh. Captain Walker kills Mrs. Walker's paramour. No. And Mrs. Walker has to basically brainwash Tommy, because he saw it happen, into believing he didn't see it or hear it happen and so, what? And so Tommy slips into a personal, uh, like, like, like sensory deprivation, right? Almost like his own deprivation chamber. Holy and, smokes! And and so he loses his sight, loses his his his, his hearing, and he's totally relying on just his Sorry, imagination. And this is and the this is the theme of the song. This, this is the that, theme, this, well, no, this is the yes, yeah, so, right. But
0: I mean, this is this is the the story in which they're basing this song on these songs. Correct. The Holy whole rock smokes.
1: opera is based on this. Um. So he he's relying only on his imagination and his touch to survive in the world. Holy smokes! Um. So you know it's it, pretty deep stuff. It is deep. And and so you know the next four or five songs kind of get into that. And and um. You know it, it's not it. It's not really evident. Like 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 I had to listen to it a lot of times to hear it. And obviously had to read more about it. Right. Right. Um. You know because it's it's musically just so brilliant and good and 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 rock and and anthemic. Um. Tommy's got this issue right uh, that he's trying to deal with and and. Then the real depravity begins, if you can believe it. It's just in kind of the depths we've already been into. Because um, there's a song called Cousin Kevin. Um, and uh, by the way, I swear my parents didn't name me after the song. <laughs> I'm allowed to live with a, in 1,000 feet of a school. Uh, 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 um, uh, but it depicts basically the molestation of Tommy. Um, oh, my God. And then God. there's a song called Fiddle All About. that's about his Uncle Ernie that does the same thing. Um, and then his aunt, the acid queen, as she's called, gives him LSD. Um, but that helps him awaken somewhat, right? And the song after The Acid Queen is an iconic little tune called Pinball Wizard.
0: Such a great tune. God. You know what, though? Now that I hear it in the context of what you've presented before it, it does sound a bit different to me. Yeah. Do you do you not feel similar? Totally. Like, you hear it on the radio out of context. It's totally different.
1: Yep. Too. Ever since I was a young boy I played the silver ball From so down to Brighton I must have played them all but I ain't seen nothing like him In any amusement hall
0: That depth on the Sure plays a mean pinball.
1: It's Just a great chorus so, right it's there, so right? great, absolutely mm-hmm.
0: I love the chorus on that song too so you got... Can I ask you a question, though? Yes, sir. All right. In these rock operas, especially with what you've just given, which is a beautiful lesson on all of this, where it came from, even what came before it, does that song sound different to you after knowing what you know now about the rock opera? Totally, right? Okay.
1: Because before that, you think it's just... It's it just sounds a great, like a hit to it's me. It's a great rock song, right? It's a great hit. Yeah.
0: Um. But yet, in its... Proper setting, it really just hit different. It sounds different to me. Totally, right. Yep. So, did, so did you hear? You must
1: have heard Pinball Wizard prior to knowing the, app before I actually knew Tommy, knew right. Tommy, right? Absolutely. Um, and actually, one more quick story about Pinball yeah. Wizard. Yeah, yeah. So I talked. We talked earlier about you know I started playing guitar. Yeah. After college, and had my yeah. you know guitar yeah. teacher yeah. like yeah. that he and I drank beer. The only time I ever played on stage. I played this song at Jack Willie's. Get out of here! Yep, and and you with you the know, strumming to continue with the strumming. Such did, so much fun. Did the strumming? Um, Didn't do it great, but, <laughs> but hey, you know, it, it, it was my one time to that's shine. Awesome, in the sun, I guess. that's great. Um, so, you know, and after Tommy becomes a, a pinball master, um, he's trying yeah. to discover his self awareness again, right? And a doctor recommends that he, he go to the mirror to kind of um, and use that as a, as a mental key to kind of unlock, you know, the fact that he's been, you know, insular. Uh, you know his whole life, so he can see himself again. Um, so it explores the the see me theme, right? right. Um, and then kind of kind of shows his emergence. And uh, and let me go back to that theme here on that song. Okay.
0: Listening to you, I so get another the another news theme that we heard right from the right the overture in the, overture, the beginning. I get the news.
1: So again, kind of Tommy's emergence now. He, 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 he's awake. He's aware again. Yep. Um, so he, eventually he smashes the mirror, right? Um, finds a girl named Sally Simpson and <laughs> okay. then starts his own religious cult. Oh, uh, my God. Which eventually leads them to saying, we're not going to take it. So one of the other themes at the final song This is basically is cold members saying they're not going to take it. Holy smoke.
0: We're not going to take
1: it. Deep hurt, right? For
0: sure. never will. We're not going to take it. Wow. Gonna break it, gonna shake it, let's forget it, better still.
1: Unbelievable. And then, and then, so, and then, the end is he goes back into that hear me, see me, touch me, heal me mentality. He kind of goes back into that cocoon because now he was aware, created this cult, and he's not, you know, la- lauded for it. And they're not going to take it. And so he's
0: so let me wait. Okay,
1: Kind of ends up back where he started. Almost. Let so. me say this back to you. Yep.
0: Okay. <laughs> he, okay. The mother is pregnant. The father is away at war. Mm -hmm. She thinks he's dead. So she moves on. Yep. The father though, comes Comes back, back. Mm -hmm. kills the guy Mm -hmm. that's there Mm -hmm. in his place. Yep. Tommy sees this, Yep. but because he sees it, she wants to shelter him in some way by creating a, like a, a fictitious narrative. And and then it never happened. Right. It never really happened. So he just kind of goes inside of himself and becomes deaf, dumb and blind on his own. There you go. Becomes a pinball wizard. Yep. And then emerges and awakens almost in like this spiritual like Buddhist enlightenment yep. kind of thing. This this like, like you were talking about the Indian kind of culture or whatever. Yep, yep, yep. Comes out of it, starts his own cult, meets a girl, says we're not going to take it, and then goes back into his own cocoon at the end. There you go. That's holy. I had no idea the depths and the and the craziness. Like this is this is unbelievable. It's Pete Townsend. Holy smokes, man! So. That's- I thought Pinball Wizard was about a kid. So I swear to God, listen, this is how, this is how, this sounds almost childish now to say it. About literally, they were kind of just saying this deaf, dumb, and blind kid just plays really good pinball. Right? I swear. Holy smokes, that's real depth.
1: Yeah, man. Wow. Um.
0: So. Yeah. Holy smokes! And do it, you listen to the album like covered? Do you ever just like put it on and then like listen to it?
1: Yes, and my favorite is that version, the way it's meant to be. Yeah, you got to listen to the whole. thing. Okay, okay right? Okay. Um, it again, it, it it's a rock opera. It's telling the whole story. Right. Um, and and because you know, and I don't know if I mentioned, I, I'm not great with lyrics. Um, I I hear the voice. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? So when like when I first hear an album, right? I doubt I can tell you outside of maybe like like the title of the song. What lyrics are in there? Because I hear the oh. voice as another instrument, you know. Oh, okay. Until I listen you a lot, okay. I don't. I don't pick up on all the lyrics. Um, and That's it, interesting, though, because I I
0: probably listen to the lyrics first. There's a lot of people that do for the right? story, right? And then I hear the other things later, unless there's something so pronounced that it stands out. I listen to the story they're telling first, and then go backwards. So I see. I'm, wow, am I'm the opposite. So
1: I. I, I hear but you know, the music that there's first. you know,
0: there's so many artists that use their voice not because of the story that they're telling, but because of the way that it sounds that they're saying. Sure. There's so much of it, which I understand. It's a it's another
1: instrument. Twenty five to six to twenty five sixty four.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. There you go.
1: Tell um. Me. So. But but again but but yeah, listen to this. Both both sonically right and and, and lyrically right. um, You know you you get the whole picture. So yeah, I listen to it you know a lot just just on its own. Oh, that's really cool. I love the studio version. I really love the live version. Also mm-hmm. at, at the expanded deluxe edition of Live at Leeds. So um, they they did quick one first. Okay. And then they broke in and they did the whole thing with Tommy. Oh, you know, like in order. They did except they skipped the song Cousin Kevin. Because it's weird, and I didn't oh, want to play. Oh, really? It. It's, it's so kind of dark. Yeah, so they, they 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 cut that one out entirely, but they played the whole rest. Of no way. Yeah. Oh, um, that's really interesting. All right, cool. All right, so third rock rock opera. I know I'm kay. not doing three songs, but I did no. three, <laughs> three <laughs> operas, right? Um, so fair. Pete, but Pete tried to do another rock opera after Tommy. Um, wait,
0: called- sorry, wait, sorry, 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 forgive me. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. How was Tommy received
1: when it came out? Like, what was the, like, acclaim? Or what was, like... C- critically loved, right? Really? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Even yeah. for the time? Yeah, and, and probably still today, what they're best known for yeah. is Tommy, right? Okay. Um, and so after that, Pete wanted to do a whole other one called Lifehouse. Um, and he just he never completed it because he had some internal writing struggles with it. Okay. The record company wasn't really getting where he was going with it. It was another downtrodden guy. Um, and so he ended up just shelving it. Okay. Okay. Um, but he wrote a lot of songs for it, and that album that came out next is actually called Who's Next, um, which is, again, it's probably their best album, and it has Bob O'Reilly on it. It has Won't Get Fooled Again. Um, it, oh, it has Behind wow. Blue Eyes. Oh, so no way. probably three of the four songs yeah, that you yeah, know of is off Who's Next, but it was all part of another rock opera that Pete just couldn't complete. Oh, he no had, He way. has since sort of completed it, and I think in like the late 90s, he did something with the BBC Orchestra to kind of, kind of. Oh do it, but, no way! Um, but never, it was never fully Done formed formally, the, way, yeah, the, right. the way he wanted to do it. Um, but that's where the, you know the, the real big rock arena anthems, sure, um, probably best came off of uh, off of Who's Next um, and, and the Lifehouse project. So, but after he he, he kind of built off that, um, he skinny down the theming a bit, and in nineteen seventy three, he was able to release another rock opera. Um, it was the Who's sixth album, by the way. Oh, wow. Since so this is 1973. We're talking nine years, yeah. right? Um, think about Stevie Wonder, right? Wasn't Stevie Wonder on like his 18th album at that Kinda, point? Yeah, probably started right around the same time. Yeah, but it just goes to show you. I mean, Pete was trying to create the best piece of, of, of art that he could, and so he wasn't. He, he was wasn't releasing it. an album every right, 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 six right, months. Right, yeah. Um. Little little quick synopsis. Um. So Quadrophenia focuses on a mod. Which mod is is a is a is a guy or gal? Um, probably we call it a hipster today, okay, okay, right? Right. Um, it's into jazz, into you know the finer things in culture, um, not unlike you and me, right, oh, Jason? Yeah, yeah. Sure. The finer yeah, things. mod. Um, but uh, you know the mod's name is Jimmy, and uh, he's basically partying all the time. He's riding Vespa scooters. <laughs> he's wearing zoot suits. Okay. Um, drugging, you know. Yep. uh And working dead end jobs. So, you know, he's not getting ahead the way he wants to, and some of his other mod friends are, um, and, and, you know, thinks he should be doing a lot better than he is. Um, then his girlfriend leaves him. Okay. More, yeah. More, yeah. More, more themes of, of, yep. uh, of people leaving. Um, he wrecks a scooter, thinks about committing suicide, but then he flees to Brighton in England and finds a guy from his mod gang who is supposed to be kind of, the, kind of the, the king of the mods, and turns out he's just a bellboy. Right? Okay. So, rather than be content with his discovery, he gets even more depressed, steals a boat, <laughs> takes it over to some rock overlooking the sea, gets stuck out there, contemplates life, and then the, the ending kind of leaves it up in the air. So, um, again, rock operas, not about Night. Holy- okay? So, I, I gave you the whole <laughs> synopsis up front. It, it, it's maybe not quite as interesting as um, as Tommy. It, it's not as interesting as Tommy. However, I think from a pure musical standpoint, um, and and a more meticulous production, and I think you're going to hear a little bit of that. Um, that, that this was Pete's, uh, I, I think it's his best, really. I think it's his best art that he that he ever produced. Again, the story won't be as good, but in terms, of, you know, you hear all, all all he has going on here, pretty cool musically,
0: so. lyrically, structurally. It, you think it's his
1: best, absolutely. Wow, absolutely.
0: would so. who fans agree with you?
1: <laughs> the purists, <laughs> yeah. might. Yeah. Um, would, 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 would a you know, somebody that, that's not. Totally familiar? Probably not. They're going to say again, "Who's next?" Is the yeah, you know, okay, kind of the standard. But um, there's just some cool things that he's got exploring in here. So, unlike Tommy, which had the overture right off, right off the bat, um, we got a little cold open here. It's called i oh. it's called "On the Sea." So let me let me play it for you for a second, okay. and you'll hear. Um, you got the ocean kind of sounding in the background, and and you just get little glints okay. of what you're going to hear. Okay, here we go. And you're gonna hear our friend here, the bellboy, in a second. Bell boy. Bell boy. And then one of the things that you might know is going to come. Wow, is that recognizable? Yeah. So. Um, and then the other one's called "Helpless Dancer. They don't, they don't allude to it in, in that cold open. Um, but those are the four themes. And, and each theme is for one of the four guys. Oh, come on. And Love, Rain, or Me is, which is the last one, and the last one that will be played, um, that's Pete. Wow. So, But then after that, okay, you're going to blast right into a song called The Real Me. And here's, listen to it Whistle's Bass. And okay. Bass.
0: Right, wow. we'll totally. Dolce Belton out. Yeah. And whistle just Hard guitar, and whistle, yeah. Can you see the real me Listen to the guitar, bass line.
1: Holy moly. So that's, again, you got the cold open, then you got... Song, I would know they, that they that's them, by
0: the way, and I've never heard that song. Right. But it, I would it, know that it's them.
1: Classic who yes, sound, right? Absolutely. absolutely. Um, and so then after the Real Me, you get the Overture finally. It's a song called Quadrophenia, you know, named oh. after... Um, and then it, it kind of does the same thing with the Overture and Tommy does. It explores the themes again musically versus just little snippets. But
0: the, everything you on. just played me so far is the first song.
1: No, no, uh, no. So that that last it, song... Oh, it's track two? track two. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. And
0: then they do the Overture.
1: And then they do track two, and then... Track three Please, is, the is, is oh, wow yeah. interesting. Um so and again quadrupine it's gonna explain those themes in more detail. Um and I I I talked about this earlier. I just love the crispness of this album. I mean, it's just it, it, it's well produced. Um Pete, you know, was putting all the all the stuff in the right place. Let me let me play a song here um called The Punk and the Godfather. Okay.
0: Wow. I mean, again, I would know it's them, and I've never heard right. this, which I love. I love that you can recognize them. You you you.
1: You wow. So again, you got you got that clean guitar yep. that's in there. You got. Daltrey's lyrics just so bold, right? And just brash and, and, and in your face. Everything
0: um, is so big. Have they ever written a love song? Do you know what I mean? Like there's nothing, it's all of that mother.
1: It, well, it, it's right? all, it's all getting left at yes, the altar sort of yes, thing. And, yes. and, and you know? Yeah, I off the top of my head, I can't think of Do you know they, they have they, a classic th- love song? Probably no, not, thematically,
0: right? it's all the same idea. You got it. Which I think is really cool. They do, they're on point with that.
1: So, same song, all right. Pete, Pete again, really perfects this sound. It's great via stairs. If you're listening to this on headphones, you can hear it. So, this is the same song, kind of. Song. Yeah.
0: This is complicated music.
1: So wow. they kind of take that little interlude, right? And, and and Pete gets kind of soft with the solo. And then it, it, that's him singing, by the way, both parts. Both, oh, wait, both he, the high and the low. He's doing the high and Holy the low. Holy smokes. That, that, and, that thing. and then they get right back into rocking. Um, so when when they did the record, um, he made each guy record their own parts separately. So they weren't playing together as a band. Everything, you know, he wanted to piece, he wanted to make sure that it was perfectly no right. No way, wow. And then, and, and, then, and then put the whole thing together. Wow. So He created his own synthesizer for the album called the ARP twenty five hundred, so he could get the absolute best sound um, that that he wanted for 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 the whole uh, opera. That's Um, crazy. Here's the other thing: we talked about self taught earlier. Yeah, he learned the cello in like (laughs) two weeks (laughs) and played it for the orchestral parts for all the orchestra. Stop it! That he's playing the cello in that. Oh um, come on! It's, it's just it's such a great produced album, um, and you can really hear it on each and every tune. Holy so, moly! Um, now, with that, part of the reason I love this album so much too. Yeah. So in 1997, this was my first concert. I went to go see the Who. I talked about it earlier about how they, so they did the rock operas again. So in 1996, they started in 96 on the tour. 97, they came to Tampa here. Okay. Um, and so I went. This was my senior year of college. Uh, but before I started senior year, right. went, went to the old Ice Palace to go yep, see him. Yep. went with my aunt and uncle, um, who are big, you know, rock fans, classic rock fans. My brother, my youngest brother, yeah, um, you know, drove us there. He was our chauffeur that <laughs> night. Uh, went to a little tapas place in Clearwater. Yeah, um, drank martinis to kind of tailgate for the whole thing. <laughs> I love um, Driving down on the way to the show, um, my uncle's a bit of a wild guy. You, you know him yeah, well. I do. Um, we put on the Beatles, Hey Jude. In the Eldorado, okay. which had a system in it. Yeah. He turned it up all the way oh. and blew the speakers out. So.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: And just so just like those speakers getting blown, blown out. Right. Yep. When I went to see the show, um, they, they had what was called quadraphonic sound for Quadrophenia. And so they had these huge speakers and, you know, in the four channels and um, just just totally really? blew me away. Really? How well it was. Yeah. And it was cool because they had people coming in like like the Bellboy. Um, was Billy Idol? So Billy Idol came out and sang Stop. the Bellboy song. Yep. Um, Ringo Starr's son actually played with them for a while. He so I, oh no, I way. Don't know if he started on this tour. He might have started a little bit earlier, but yeah, Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr's son Zach, um, was the drummer on this no tour. No still drums with them. I think he, maybe even today. Um, but, but you got these big bold anthems, right? That you're hearing. I'm in the arena. Um, this might be the biggest and boldest one here on. The okay. This is called 515. This was actually a, a minor hit for them off this album, the only one that that, that would have been a hit. Where does this I fall care? on the album? Uh, so this is like Why the second half Wow.
0: And that piano.
1: And Dolphins, yeah, just that big old voice, man. That's insane. And that, so, in total, that—that's the Who in the rock operas. So, as you that's can see, in- incredibly impressive.
0: I had no idea they were that deep of a band.
1: Yep, no idea. I—I yeah, I credit Pete for a lot. There may be some other people out there that, that might know better, but uh, you know, Ant Whistle did a little bit of the writing, but this was—this was all these were mostly his brainchild. For, for you know, it's incredible. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of sad. But they- the themes that they explore, by the way, are yeah. odd okay. and deep and dark. And dark. Yeah. And stuff you don't put on a rock album, that's, right? That's
1: those aren't themes you really talk about, right. or I mean, that's wow. And, and, and so to contrast with with again the Sam Cooke and Stevie Wonder and, right. uh, and, and and Marvin Gaye who are doing more aspirational stuff and and you know stuff in the community. I mean, here's Pete exploring yeah. just 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 kind of the depths, it, right? And during the times that you just met, I mean, of the, artists same, time. just the same times, same times, same times. The closest we've gotten to maybe
0: talking a little bit about this was when we did Tool, okay. And they do a little bit of this in some of the themes that they explore. It's pretty dark stuff. Okay. Um, but
1: you're talking they're separated by 30 years. Right. So that's crazy. So, you know, again, it's a little sad to me that Lighthouse never saw the the light of day, right. so to say. Because right. I think it would have been, um, it, it probably would have been the best based on, on just the songs that we got from it. Right. Um, so, anyways, take you out. I know this is always a okay, big deal. Yeah. Um, what I'm going to do I'm going to play a tune That finishes up Quadrophenia Okay so kinda, kinda, Okay kinda, kinda what This ends is what there. we're going To ride out to This okay. is what we're going To ride out to right. and, and, okay. and, and you know It's a crescendo Building classic So I, okay. I, I love You know again uh, Just, just the, the boldness And the brashness And I also I love a good crescendo I love a good composition Yep I love okay. a good crescendo
0: Only love Wow. make it rain well, then we'll let this play. But I must say, thank you so much for teaching me about something that I knew little to nothing about. I appreciate them so much more. You did a phenomenal, phenomenal yeah, listen, job. Great, great to be here. We're yeah. really,
1: really honored to be here. So thank Seriously, you so
0: thank you so much. And uh, with that, we're going to let this play and say thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.